Hey everyone, welcome to episode 98 of That's How I Roll. Here's what you can expect today. We're going to be checking out the word on the street, including a little discussion about true professionalism. Now, I've talked about this recently, but you're going to understand why I'm bringing it up again really, really soon. Also, I'm going to be doing a drive-by review of Hanamikoji. I don't know how I haven't done this yet, but I'm going to write that wrong right about now. Buckle up, it's time for That's How I Roll with Jeremiah Isley, a podcast about the games we play and the lives we live. That's How I Roll is presented by Theology of Games. Visit theologyofgames.com for the latest in tabletop gaming, news, reviews, and interviews. And now, here's Jeremiah. All right, well, like I said in the cold open... We're going to check out the word on the street. I've got a few things, some housekeeping to take care of during this segment and a little discussion I want to have with you. So let's do the housekeeping first, kind of get that done. Again, thanks for joining us. Really appreciate everybody who listens. It's episode 98, which means just a couple weeks away now from our big 100th episode blowout. Now, I had had it scheduled for October 24th. Things got out of hand in October, and so I've pushed it back a week. So we are looking into November for this one. I think it'll actually be November 1, or maybe, no, it's going to be Halloween. Oh, my gosh, it's going to be October 31. So stay tuned for that. I'm going to make some cool announcements very, very soon about what's actually happening with episode 100 but not today. You'll have to wait a little longer. Stay tuned to our socials for that because I'll be leaking. I'll be dripping little bits of information there as well. I wanted to also remind you, Patreon. Patreon is still happening. We've still got a copy of Tower of Madness over there for you to win. All you have to do is be a patron. And once we hit 25 patrons, we're going to pick you. So you have a one in 25 chance of winning this free, free game. And all you have to do is become a patron and it's easy to do. It's cheap. And we love you forever when you do it. So <laughs> there it is. That's uh, what's going on with Patreon. Head over to theologyofgames.com slash Patreon, where you can find out information about that. Literally it's a dollar a month and you will earn our undying love. Also, uh, what else do I have to say? Uh, yeah, again, just stay tuned. We've got cool stuff coming up. I think that's all the housekeeping I have. Uh, cool stuff coming up for episode 100. I'm, I'm working on some details there, including some very cool prizes that I hope to secure very, very soon. Yes, I said prizes. I like giving things away. It's really, really fun. So stay tuned for that. Coming soon to a table near you, Campy Creatures, the first expansion and second edition. Compete with all the classic monsters from the first edition, plus four all new creatures. Clash each round as you try to win new location cards. Hello? Is anybody there? And capture new mortals. Walk this way to Kickstarter. 
now until Saturday, November 3rd, 2018. Campy Creatures, the first expansion and second edition from Keymaster Games. Also, the word on the street is um, football is never ending. So my son's team won their first round playoff game this last weekend. So round two is coming up this weekend. Now, here's the thing. I don't want to sound like I'm getting ahead of myself and I'm not trying to jinx anything, but barring very bizarre circumstances, we'll be playing another week and hopefully winning another championship because we, this team has just been really, really good and they have steamrolled team after team after team um, undefeated this thus far and none of the games have been close. So it's, you could almost say it's unfair, uh, but it's just, it's the league that they're in. It's, I, it's the area, it's the competition. What are you going to do? So that's happening. And it's exciting though. You know, it's not often you get to win a championship of anything. And uh, we're looking at hopefully a repeat year for Xavier's team, which is really cool and very exciting. So that's happening. We're still, you know, three nights a week there and keeping very, very busy with football. But what I really want to talk about, the word on the street is that being a professional is hard. Now, what do I mean by being a professional? I mean by doing what it takes to get your job done literally in the face of death. (laughs) Now, what am I talking about? I'm not going to name names here because not that I don't, I think they listen, but I just, I want to keep it a private thing. Let me say this. I'm working a show. We're doing this show and it's very cool show. It's a theatrical performance. If you know me, you know where I do a lot of live theater at. Well, we were tech, we in tech week and we were going through our week. This is a very intensive show. I've got a ton of programming happening with this. I'm doing audio. I'm doing video. The light guy, the lighting designer is going nuts. I mean, we're, it's just a very, very intensive show. And we are, oh gosh, what are we? We're like two days away from opening. And... Um, one of the co-directors of the theater and she's also in the show her husband's directing it and she's playing a role we find out the morning before one of our final actually it's our final dress rehearsal night we find out that morning that her father had passed away so we come into rehearsal the news is broken to us I'm not going to get into the details, but it wasn't exactly expected. It was pretty sudden and everybody's just a blubbering mess. We're all crying and hugging and trying to love on each other and love on uh, our, our friend who just is going through this tragic loss. And we have our moment. And then this woman gets on stage and is on performs gets through the rehearsal. We run the show twice because it really needed it. We run the show twice. We go home and we open the show the next day. 
I listen, I, I love the work. I love what I do. Uh, but I have my moments, you know, I, I get in these times when I'm like, man, I don't want to go to rehearsal today, or I don't want to go work here today or do this show today. You know, it's just inconvenient. I've got a lot going on this, that, whatever. I, I can't even, I can't even, what do I say to that? Like this, this person just lost their father and boom on stage, killing it. Just a wonderful performance day in day out. Um, they scheduled the funeral and the calling sir, our hours and all the services around our dark days, the days that we weren't in the theater and we were back at it again today. It's just, it's truly, it's inspiring. It's humbling. Uh, it's, it's amazing. I, so I just wanted to share that story because I, it needs to be shared. You know, it's, it's something that I think can inspire all of us. I think it's something that makes us all think and, you know, we talked about it and, and she said, she's like, you know, he would have been so mad if I wouldn't have shown up and done my job. He put work ethic in me. He knows what I do for this theater, how much I love it and what it is to my life. He's like, she's like, there's no way I could have, I could have canceled things or pushed anything back, even though everybody would have been completely understanding but she's like, there is no way I could have done that and, and paid, uh, you know, and honored my father's memory in that way. It just wasn't going to happen. So very cool. I'm just, I was very, very moved. It's been, you know, because of that, the, this run has been special. It's been different and um, it's just great. It's really, really cool. It, this has nothing to do with gaming, <laughs> but I always tell you this is the show about the games we play and the lives we live, and this is definitely about the lives we live. And um, so, I hope that inspires you. I hope that gives you pause to think about you know what it means to to be a professional and to uh, live up to the the responsibility and the commitment and whatever it is that you have made in your life. Uh, through all kinds of ridiculous hardship. So there it is. Take it for what it is. Um, I'm going to move on with the show, but I, I really wanted to share that with you. Whoa! Hey, everyone, look. It's time for another drive-by review. Okay, we are going to... We're going to talk about Hanamakoji. Now, I'm I'm going to bounce between the pronunciation of Hanamakoji and Hanamakoji. I believe it's Hanamakoji. I had Tiffany Kyrez, who at the time was the marketing person for Deepwater Games, and I believe she pronounced it Hanamakoji. She's been on the show a few times, and um, I don't know how I didn't review this game on the show. <laughs> I love this game. Spoiler alert, it's really, really good. But we've reviewed it on the site. You can search for it on theologyofgames.com. And I think why I didn't do the review is because at the time when I interviewed Tiffany, we also talked about this game on the Theology of Games podcast. And we went at it at great length. But I just, I didn't cover it here. So I'm going to cover it here because it's a very, very cool game and it needs to be talked about some more. 
So let me get into this. So what Deepwater has done is they um, they are doing a lot of what they call light imprints. They're bringing a lot of games over from Asia that are already in print. Uh, this one happens to be published by Emperor S4, and they are introducing them to the States, which is great because there's a lot of good games that not a lot of people in the U.S. know about, and this is one of them. So... Hanamakoji is a two-player game, and it takes place in the, I guess, the Kyoto district of uh, Japan, which is basically like the geisha district. Uh, so throw out everything you know about geishas and you know what Hollywood has told you. It's actually a very respected profession. Um, a lot of them were, were trained in, uh, actors or dancers or musicians or writers. So um, that is kind of the vein in which this game takes place in. And it's a two-player game, a, sort of an abstract kind of action selection game and very easy to learn, uh, very hard to master. But I'm going to give you just a quick rundown of how this game plays. There are seven geisha cards. These are kind of oversized, I guess, tarot-sized cards ranging in a number value from two to five. So there's like some duplicate twos and a couple threes and a four and a five. And there's also these 21 item cards. Now, each of those geishas, like I said, uh, you know, they have these different skills, like one's playing an instrument and one's reading poetry and one's dancing with a fan or serving tea or whatever it is. So each of them has a number of item cards that ha- match the the card, the, the geisha card. So like there's a two and the, the geisha is dancing with the fans. So that means there's two fan cards and so on. So all the cards have those matching and each number on each geisha card tells you how many of those item cards there are. So two, three, four, five, you know how that works. Okay. So there's a couple favor tokens or actually there's seven favor tokens that go on those geisha cards that sit are, they're kind of lined up in between you and your opponent. And then there are eight action markers. Um, and there's two, basically two sets of identical ones. There's four markers each each player gets one a set of those. The setup is very easy. Like I said, you set up those geisha cards in the middle from lowest to highest. So they're just kind of in order. You put those favor markers right in the middle of each of those cards. Everybody gets four action selection cards. And then the starting player buries one of the, the item cards and then deals six cards to each player. So you're ready to play at this point. And you play it kind of in rounds and the rounds break down like this. You deal the cards, like I just said, you play actions, which we'll talk about in a second, you score, and then you refresh. So like I said, you deal six cards after burning a card, then it's the action phase. So this is cool. Each player takes turns choosing one of the four actions to play. Everybody has the same four actions and it's how you play those actions that helps you win. So there's two, I'll just break these down really, really quick because it's, it's not hard. Like I said, this game's really easy to learn, very hard to master and just very, very strategic. It's very cool. So one of the actions is called secret. You get to choose a card from your hand and you just place it face down under that action marker. And then it stays there 
and doesn't get placed anywhere until the end of the action phase of this round. So it's just kind of like you're burying a card. You're like, I'm going to use that later. You don't get to know what it is until we're done playing the other actions, and then you'll see it. The other action is called discard. You'll choose two cards from your hand, and then you'll just place them face down. Again, you kind of put that marker on top of it, and they are out of the round. So that's it. You're just getting rid of two cards, and that's that's all there is. Uh, the next action is called gift. You choose three cards, put from your hand, you place them face up, and your opponent chooses one card, and then you get to keep two. Now, I should say, this is the point where I need to tell you, when you are taking these cards and when you're playing cards, you place them on your side of the table next to the matching geisha. So like like I, the example with the fans, if you're playing a fan card, you play it on your side of the table next to the geisha with the fan. And they're all kind of color-coded too. So it's it's very easy to figure out which, which one goes where. And that's how you win favor. If you have more cards on your side, you're going to win favor at the end of the round. So I'm getting a little ahead there, but that's kind of why you do what you do with the cards. The last action is called competition. You're going to choose four cards from your hand, and then you're going to place them face up on the table and divide them into two sets of two cards. You can set, divide them however you like to do that. It's very, you know, just take them, kind of decide, and then your opponent chooses one set and then places them on their side of the table next to the matching geishas. Also, each turn you draw a card, so you're adding a card from the draw, remaining draw pile into your hand. Uh, so it basically how it plays out is you will actually play through all of the cards except the one that got buried, the one that got burned at the beginning every round. So all the cards will get played. And then once you've played, everybody's played all for their actions, then you reveal that secret one and play it there. And again, the next thing you do is you score. If, um, if you have more cards on your side, then you just slide that token towards you. Now, this is this game could last one round. This is a very short game. It's a it's a definite kind of filler length kind of thing. Um, so what you're going to do is if you have won, if you've influenced four geishas, if you've won the favor of four of the seven, then you win. Or if you have influenced geishas that you add up the numeric value and it's 11 points or greater, then you also win. So it can literally be one one round. I play a lot of games where it's one round. Sometimes it's two, sometimes it's three. Uh, but at that point, you check to see if you've won. If not, you refresh, you gather and shuffle up the cards and everybody takes kind of resets their action tokens. Now the charm tokens or the, the favor tokens, they all stay put. So you can, you can win, uh, you know, this next round, you can kind of influence them back to your side or whatever. But if they don't change and somebody adds more then that is a way that they can win as well. So that's, that's the game. You play those rounds, you, you play those four actions each round check to see if somebody won and then you do it again this game is so good <laughs> it sounds so simple but the strategy and just it's it's like that mental staring contest that you have with your opponent is so juicy it's so fun because you know a lot of times 
you know, here's a little strategy tip from me. I'll take a card that I know I'm going to, you know, that I hope or I, I feel is going to be like that knockout punch. Like I'm going to win this one, this geisha with this card and that I'll, my first action will be to put that one underneath that secret token so that we play this whole round. I kind of draw them in and then boom, sucker punch, win that one and then win the game. Hopefully Uh, the other thing that happens that's very fun too, is you can kind of, if you're working yourself and you're playing the game well, you can actually make your opponent choose which way you beat them. Like, Hey, here's, here's two sets of two cards. You can either let me take these, this geisha or these two geishas, or you can let me take this one and it'll give me 11 points. And so there's like this really kind of diabolical way that you can play this game. It is so good. It is so easy to learn. Very, very streamlined, elegant design. Now I know that term gets tossed around a lot, right? Like, oh, the the game design on this is so elegant. It truly is here. This is a game that, you know, you play through all the cards each round. Everybody has the same abilities, but how you play them, how you work the cards that you have in your hand is completely up to you. And then how you respond to how your opponent is working the cards in their hand again is completely up to you the the levels of strategy in this game are deep they're very very deep and many and i just i love it i think it's great i think it is such a sleeper this year do you have a question for jeremiah a topic you'd like to hear him tackle just shoot him an email at theologyofgames at gmail.com or tweet at theologyofgames Uh, deep water games they you know they've been blowing it up they've been really really well known for their game welcome to and rightfully so that's a great game it's a lot of fun um i'm hoping to get a hold of a copy here soon but man don't sleep on hanamakoji it is so good now i understand it's a two-player game so some people might be like it's gr- it sounds great, but you know I never have a chance to play two player games. I get that, but you should have it for that instance when you do actually have opportunity to play two player games because it's the one that you want to play. It's really that good. So I give this one huge, huge recommendations. I've played it with my kids. I've played it with gamers. I will play it here. I will play it there. <laughs> I will play it anywhere. It's outstanding. It's one of my, if not my favorite two-player game. I I cannot recommend it enough. Hanamakoji from Deep Water Games and Emperor S4. All right, everybody, that is going to do it. Thanks so much for tuning in. This has been episode 98. We're so close to 100. I can just almost taste it i don't know how you taste a podcast episode but if if you could i would be doing it right now i can't wait it's going to be so much fun i'm i'm hoping it's 
I hope that it lives up to the hype for everybody. But really, I, I'm just very, very excited about that. Okay, so here's the deal. Thank you for listening. If you have at any point in this show shared it with somebody, thank you. Keep that up. Sharing is caring. We love it when people share the show. If you are listening on iTunes or Stitcher or Google Play, wherever it is that you're listening, please, if you wouldn't mind, just give us that rating. Just hit a, hit a little five-star rating. Type out a quick review. That does so much for us. We really appreciate it when people do take the few moments out of their time, their day, their time, whatever it is, to, uh, to do that for the show. It's greatly, greatly appreciated. Don't forget to check us out on Patreon, theologyofgames.com slash Patreon. Still got that contest going. There'll be more contests coming, so you don't want to miss that. And um, wow, thank you for 98 shows. 99's coming next week, and then it's 100. Let's do this thing. I'll see you guys next week. Until then, I'm Jeremiah Isley, and that's how I roll. rolling with us today. That's How I Roll is produced by Jeremiah Isley and brought to you by Theology of Games. If you liked what you heard today, take a minute to subscribe, rate, and review us on iTunes. Thanks for tuning in and drive safe.